All aboard. Walt Disney once said this, Main Street USA is America at the turn of the century, the crossroads of an era. The gas lamps and the electric lamp, the horse-drawn car and the auto car. Main Street is everyone's hometown, the heartline of America. And any trip at Walt Disney World begins in the Magic Kingdom at Main Street Station. Traveling through the tunnels beneath the train station is the only way to get to Main Street USA. And as guests burst through the entrance to the Magic Kingdom, they will all walk beneath the train station nestled atop the entrance. Never more than a few minutes away from another train arriving or departing from the station, the train is reminded that each person who enters the theme park is getting ready to embark on a trip, whereas Walt Disney once said about Disneyland, you leave today, visit the worlds of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. But there is a stark difference in the world Walt dreamed up in Florida. He said, here in Florida, we have something special we never enjoyed at Disneyland, the blessing of size. There's enough land here to hold all the ideas and plans we could possibly imagine. Walt understood that what he was dreaming up in the Sunshine State was something far beyond what he could have ever created at Disneyland. When a guest walks through the entrance of Walt Disney World, they're entering a place of unimaginable possibility. The tunnels below the train station are lined with attraction posters that draw guests back to the very early days of the Magic Kingdom. When the theme park first opened, guests would get ticket books with their admission. Uh, the posters were incentives to draw the guests to the various attractions so they could use their precious tickets. Today, the posters serve as incentive for guests to get their first glimpse of all the choices that will unfold in front of them during their stay in the Magic Kingdom. These posters managed to suggest that there's a place that you need to visit but beyond that, create a desire within you to get there. Walt had once given a design challenge to a Disney legend by the name of Herb Ryman. After weeks of work, Walt looked at what he had created and Walt rejected the idea. Stunned by Walt's quick rejection of his work and frustrated that Walt gave him very little input to what he was actually looking for, Ryman boiled over and yelled at Walt, very uncharacteristic for Herb. And as Walt was walking out the room, Herb yelled at him. Well, give me a clue what you're looking for, Ryman shouted. Walt stopped and stood still and slowly turned back toward Ryman with his eyebrow raised and mock surprised at both the question and the outburst. And then Walt answered, just do something the people will like. Ryman went back to work, reminded that for Walt, his standard was his audience and that he liked what the audience would like. It was never about what the individual artist, designer, or animator liked. It was about the audience it was designed for. In other words, it was not about them. It was about others. That encounter was a powerful glimpse into the kind of leader that Walt Disney was. To say it simply, he understood his audience. In life, there are various opinions of how you measure success, but when the final books are balanced, life is never about what you gained, but about what you gave. Each person has one chance to pass through a lifetime, and they will choose how they want to live. Will they turn their life into a quest to attain, collect, and amass the most stuff, or will they use their resources within their grasp to bless, share, and better the lives of others? Remembering that life is never about you, but always about others, sets you on a path of greatness. Along the way, you'll make the lives of others better, and the impact on you make, that you make in their life, will ripple through eternity. 
And then of course, and this should not be a surprise, you'll find that you are blessed and your life is better because you have blessed others. Walt was able to surround himself with artists, animators, and designers who caught a vision of this. And the results are the unforgettable attractions that permanently take up residence within the hearts and imaginations of each guest. The posters on the wall remind us that each one of our visits to the Magic Kingdom is loaded with places that we desire to be. Before you travel up the stairs to climb aboard the Walt Disney Railroad, you can browse the photographs that adorn the walls and honor Walt Disney and the company's history. You also see things that will remind you of Wyatt, Walt's lifelong love for trains. You can see a photograph of Walt and the Carrollwood Pacific Railroad, which was in reality a miniature train that he constructed in the backyard of his home in Homey Hills. Most guests don't realize that some of those actual cars from that train are on display within the Walt Disney World Resort, on loan from the Walt Disney World Family Museum. Walt Disney was a railroad enthusiast, and he would race alongside the trains as a young boy growing up in Marceline, Missouri. As a teen, he worked on a railroad selling newspapers and magazines. In this early design of his concepts for a theme park, he always included a train that would encircle where they were, and that vision held true in the trains today are a part of Disney history and featured in Disney theme parks throughout the world. The Walt Disney Railroad is an attraction where guests get to ride an actual steam train on a one and a half mile trip around the Magic Kingdom. The trip leaves Main Street USA and travels into Adventureland, thunders into the western wilderness of Frontierland, and then escapes into the world of Fantasyland and the animated wonders of the Storybook Circus, then circles and races the riders into the future of Tomorrowland before bringing you right back to where you started at Main Street USA. Usually, as passengers on the train travel, there's no one riding with them to point out the Florida history that can be found along the tracks. So this is that quick tour. The Red Bridge, as you leave the station and move forward toward Frontierland, is actually from the old Florida Flagler Line. It was originally two tracks wide, but was adapted for use here in the theme park. Also, an observant rider might have noticed that the bottoms of some of the trees appeared charred from time to time. That's because the train doesn't run during the nightly fireworks display, and trees just beyond the Indian village are sometimes showered with falling embers, and they catch on fire each night. The Grand Circle Tour of Tomorrowland allows guests a preview of what they might discover, but also proposes a challenging question for each guest. As you ride along the train track and you look outside the train, it begs the question, where do you need to go? The fun of the Magic Kingdom is that once you decide to step off the main streets of your life, you're only strides away from a world where you can escape, relax, and reconnect with things that will refresh you before you have to return back to the main street of your life later. Sometimes it's easy to forget that back in 1955, Disneyland was one of the biggest gambles in the history of American business. Now, all these years later, with Disney theme parks all over the world, we can look back and conclude that the risk paid off. But did the risk pay off because Walt was a genius? Because he was lucky? Was he favored? Was he in the right place at the right time? Those things might have been factors, but they weren't the reason. The reason that the risk paid off is because Walt would not quit. The success and opening of Disneyland is a result of sheer determination and persistence in the face of obstacles, overwhelming circumstances, and opposition. One of the most notable Disney songs in many ways is a theme song for the company. When You Wish Upon a Star, the song that reminds us to dream and never stop wishing. Now, 
That is a great place to start, but the life of Walt Disney is a powerful reminder that if you're going to make your dreams come true, it's going to take some hard work. And if you'll have to do the work, you also have to make a decision to stick with it, even when others will tell you to quit. Roy Disney once said in an interview, if Walt had one great gift, it was that he kept his head down and kept on trying. Over the years, he was told his ideas were impractical, they were impossible, and they would never work. They told him, Walt, you'll lose your shirt on Snow White, or Walt, give up this crazy obsession with a theme park. And Walt knew his naysayers were wrong, and he knew his ideas were good. Walt proved that the only way to get things done is by sticking to your ideas and beliefs. Walt was a farm boy with a modest talent for drawing cartoons that created a magic kingdom. But because he was willing to dream big, work through those dreams, keep those he believed in, and then plow ahead and make them happen, the world was impacted forever. Walt Disney was tenacious. He refused to fail. He refused to quit. And those who knew him realized that when things looked darkest and went horribly wrong, he would work through it, and it made him even stronger. Sometimes the world that we find ourselves in is pretty good at beating us up. Life is tough. It can get confusing and more than a little bit overwhelming. In a culture that wants, desires, and sometimes demands instant results and instant reward, it's easy to get lost with this idea of sticking with it. And I have a gnawing feeling that many people, and maybe you're one of them, uh, might just be a moment, or a heartbeat, or a clock tick, or one more day away from success. In a world where people quit and give up, let me encourage you to stick with it. Don't quit. Work hard, no matter what others might say. And the end result may just impact others in a way that change their lives forever and will change the world. I believe each and every one of us are born with a mission, a purpose, a destiny. Some will live it, others will not. And the difference is because some don't want to do the work and they're simply going to quit. But you really do make a difference. You really do make the world a better place and you can make an impact. Keep trying. Don't quit. Stick with it. If you want to live a Disney-driven life, that's an important lesson that you have to remember. Our trip aboard the Walt Disney Railroad is a trip that inspires us with the rugged realization that there are things to explore, opportunities to discover, and a lifetime of experiences just waiting for us. But the beauty of the train ride does bring us full circle. Eventually, you have to quit looking, get off the train, and decide to venture down the main street of your existence and then step out into the lands lying in front of you. It won't always be easy, that's for sure. But keep trying, don't quit, and stick with it. And let me end with a Disney-driven life lesson for you. It is simple and complicated at the same time. Don't give up and always keep trying. I'll say it again. Don't give up and always keep trying. If you do that, you've taken a step forward in living a Disney-driven life.